Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strevel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Repent, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will fight against thee, uh, uh, them with the sword of my mouth. Uh, <clears throat> this is in the call, or the counsel, to the church at, uh, at Pergamos. In each of the, uh, of course we've noticed that already, in each of the churches you have a, a greeting, uh, commendation, uh, except uh, where it uh, wasn't deserved, and then you have a, a, a criticism, and then you have a call, or the, the church's counsel to do something. So tonight we pick up with a verse where it says, uh, repent or else I will come unto thee quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Verse uh, 16 is the fulfillment of the uh, characteristic of Christ in the, in the greeting. These things saith he which hath the sharp sword with two edges. The characteristic of Christ in each uh, letter is a key to the interpretation of that letter, it's the main thought, basic idea uh, in in the letter. And here uh, he says, uh, "Repent, or, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth." Uh, come unto thee quickly is not referring to his return, his second coming. It is a it is a coming to the church in judgment. Uh, <clears throat> so then he says to them in verse 12, uh, verse 17, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth. All right, there's three things uh, to the overcomer. In the book of Revelation, you have the overcomer and the overcome. Only two classes. Uh, John uh, writes, uh, and uh, all, all who overcome are children of God, and all children of God will overcome. So there's no such thing, you see, as uh, uh, the first half of uh, of, be, of of the truth. In other words, that's what Jimmy wrote on with reference to the preservation of perseverance. Now then, <clears throat> to him that I will give to eat of the hidden manna. Now this is a privilege. This is a, uh, there's some feast ahead. There's a reference here, I think, to the uh, marriage 
supper of the Lamb. Uh, at least there's something in the future, and he's going. Uh, he's representing it through a figure of a historical event in the past. Manna. Uh, manna was uh, given to the children of Israel by God. And it was a supernatural gift, that is. It, it uh, was not through instrumental, any means whatsoever, any, through any instrument. God gave it from heaven. Now there are those, uh, especially Jews between the close of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New, who uh, strongly believed uh, that this manna the, that the uh, pot that was kept in the temple and in the ta- uh, when it was destroyed, they believed that Jeremiah or his writer secretary Baruch uh, took that pot of manna and hid it, and that in the messianic age they were going to be permitted to feast on the manna. Uh, from God again. And, uh, of course, that's written in Second Maccabees. It's also in the book of Baruch. Uh, and they write about uh, picturing the day when their Messiah would feed them again on manna as God did in uh, the days of Moses. Well, and that's why also, and will give them a white stone they also taught that uh, white stones fell uh, with the manna. And so here, uh, this, uh, whether this is a reference to that uh, is immaterial, but the point is a white stone in history, even among the Jews and other nations, was a symbol of favor, of acclamation or approval or acceptance. Uh, when, a, when you received a white stone from someone, uh, that was, uh, you were honored. Uh, it was something that was given to you, uh, uh, that it had a purpose behind it. It was either, uh, as it was used uh, commercially, it was used to, uh, as a ticket to go in the theater, in the games. Uh, it was used uh, by uh, men who uh, were very uh, sober-minded among the pagans, even uh, of uh, they had a urn, a jar, earthen jar, and every uh, every day that was uh, joyful, every day that was gladness and happy, brought happiness to them. They'd take a white stone, a white stone, and put over in that jar. Every day that they were sad or sick are depressed, are worried, and felt bad, you know, down in the world, why, they'd take a black stone and put in it. And at the end of the year, they uh, would count the stones to, to see how uh, how they came out, and uh, see how profitable or uh, how they fared. Well, they, uh, the, but, uh, one of the other main usages in the courts was the fact that a white stone denoted acquittal uh, when it was used to cast uh, a vote by the jury. When they sommed up their 
proceedings, and then they put in a cup, the stone passed it out to the, like we have the foreman of the grand jury to the sheriff, or they checked the color, and that was the man was, if it's white, he was quitted, he'd go free. Black, he is guilty. Uh, and from that, and more modern usages of it, uh, in secret organizations, it's still used to cast a negative vote or disapproval of that man's entry into their organization. Uh, it's connected with mysteries and, and uh, these, uh, the philosophies that we run into in these churches here, like Nicolaitines and and Balaam and Jezebel, why that uh, philosophy was that they, they more than anybody else. They'd learned something deep, deep knowledge, see. And we have, uh, John takes a sarcastic uh, slant at some of them over here. He says, yeah, I'll admit you're deep, but he tells them you're the depths of Satan. That's where it comes from. Um, but uh, here, uh, and then... The, what I, uh, more than likely, I mean, uh, uh, whatever this means, uh, it, it, it means that, uh, the overcomers approve. See, he's gonna be rewarded. There's glory ahead. See, there's a great day for them. Whatever, whatever it might be. But, uh, the white stones, uh, sometimes were worn as necklaces and with a name on it, you know. And, uh, so, uh, uh, it's possible uh, that that white stone, because now the next reference, you see, is, and I will give him a new name written. Well, now, where is the name going to be written? Uh, see, uh, possibly the stone, the white stone, serves the, uh, the, the twofold fulfillment. Of course, we know that... Uh, uh, that in uh, the day of tribulation, uh, the last days, that not only will uh, uh, the uh, will Satan uh, have the beasts and the false prophet to have their name in their forehead and hand, see, but God is also going to put His mark, see, the mark uh, of, of Christ. Every one of His is going to be numbered, marked. So. Uh, uh, the new name uh, may refer to uh, the custom like Abram, see, when God called Abram out of Ur, and then uh, after God told him that he was going to make him uh, to bless not only just his family, his, his race, but the many multitudes, families of the earth, nations, would be blessed, see, and then he changed his name uh, to Abraham to uh, to match the new significance. Same way with his wife, Sarai to Sarah, uh, and then uh, Jacob, well known because Jacob, uh, one of the main uh, meanings of Jacob was, was that he was a uh, conniver. He was a trickster. He was a schemer. He was uh, a good businessman. Oh, he would be put on the chairman of the board of any bank. 
Because he hadn't violated anything. Whatever he could do morally without violating the law, it was still good. And, of course, that's what Jacob uh, went up to uh, his brother, his uncle Laban's, you know. And why, when he, he got up there, he didn't have anything. He was a fugitive. He was a running away from, Isa, uh, from Esau. And brother, he was glad to get there whole, much less have anything. And of course, he kind of reaped some of his sowing tendencies, and he worked seven years there that he thought for, for Rachel, but he, he got uh, Leah instead, see. He, but, my brother, he worked the other seven. And then he worked, uh, uh, about six more for some, uh, cattle and stuff, see. Well, he just kept on. He was, uh, and he was, uh, building up a, a huge fortune in cattle and so much that God even prospered Laban because of his, of his presence. But on his way back, you know, uh, old, old Jacob was afraid he'd gonna meet Esau. He got out there about nearly halfway and, and news came that Esau was headed toward him, you know, and that he was going to meet. Well, he, uh, uh, Jacob just couldn't give away his cattle. He just promised it all. Now then, but he, he kind of segregated it, you know, he, he divided up in lots. He said, now you offer him this much, now we'll, we'll try this. It's kind of like the, uh, Sadat and Begin, uh, their first deal. He said, now, if he'll be satisfied with that, we'll give it to him. But if he don't, well, then pull out some more. Give him some more. And, and, and Jacob stayed in the background, see. He, he didn't want to have any of this dealings. And he was a pretty good, he was a pretty good businessman, shrewd from the standpoint of, uh, Jacob's interest. But then, uh, the night that well, the uh, wrestling with the angel, you remember that his name, uh, God changed it to Israel. That he was a prince with God. So, uh, it, it was a custom at least, see, when there were, uh, even in the Old Testament days, not only that, but in the New Testament, see, Saul of Tarsus was uh, his name, because Saul meant the great one, the mighty, noble, distinguished, see, number one citizen. Saul, king of Israel, first king. But uh, it wasn't long till his name was, uh, everybody called him Paul. He was on his road on Cyprus on his way, on his first journey. Well, uh, then there were, of course, others. Uh, Peter, uh, originally, and Cephas, however, uh, both have a stone background, but uh, he, he was called Peter because uh, he was a, a, a stone, a living stone. Now that's a paradox. You never said uh, you look at stone, no life in a stone. Uh, yeah, Jesus is called a stone, a living stone. And, but it is the living stones that receive their life from God because it, 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 that, that's a, that takes, uh, power that cannot come from man. That's uh, a supernatural work. And that's the reason why it's emphasized in, in a figure like that. Of course, stone, uh, Jesus is called a rock, uh, many, many, uh, under many figures. But, uh, uh, that was lively stones, living stone built up 
uh, as a house, spiritual temple. Now, they were seen uh, first uh, as dead stones, they, what, they were, what they were in the past. They were without hope. They were without pity, without mercy. They, uh, they were nobody. And now they had been made the people of God. And, uh, and then he says, now you're newborn. You're new, uh, babes. Newborn babes. Well, a newborn babe uh, has a, a many characteristics of them. They're, first, people think they're innocent, you know, and, and they are, yet old Satan's nature uh, coming through Adam, uh, through man, is seen even despite their innocence in their gentleness. But the, the two major characteristics of God uh, are also his greatest handicaps if it's not uh, uh, if the head uh, is not recognized. In other words, if if it's misdirected, and and that's uh, to recognize one's helplessness, and that's uh, the seat of this uh, Guana outfit. These people, they 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 were helpless. They uh, recognize that. They recognize that they. Uh, uh, needed to rely on somebody. They needed to depend on somebody. See, the old ones, uh, folks, at first. And when you have uh, uh, that, uh, and that's taught in the Bible. See, uh, just as newborn babe. Well, now that babe, when a little baby hits its hand, finger, why well, it's going to run to mama? See, it burns itself, hurts itself. It's going to cry to mama. Well, that, that's natural. Um, but now then, as newborn babe, there's stones, living stones, uh, children of God, uh, that's uh, normal for them uh, to cry, to recognize their uh, helplessness and cry to God, you see. And uh, just as they desire milk, why then the children of God has an appetite for the word, you see. And, and, and they'll believe, a, a little child believe anything you tell them. You say, I'll go over and slap Papa. That's the wrong thing to say, but they'll go over and do it if you tell them to. See? Of course, when they get up a little bigger, they won't do anything you say. But uh, uh, And then once you tell them something, and then they find out that uh, that you told a bro or, or you, you tricked them, well, then that little, that little fella is, is skeptical, see? Well, God wants us to confide in. We, he wants us to admit our helplessness, see? Uh, and, uh, and confide in it. And also, uh, the fact that, uh, uh, that we cannot do anything without Him. And we are to follow men, ministers, so long as they follow the Lord, you see. Well, now, when, uh, when, uh, a man that will misrepresent this principle and this teaching, well, then you'll have him, uh, have a following. Like Jones had, see, very loyal, loyalty to him, see. And, of course, he quoted the scripture to back him up, you see. Well, uh, but but the white stone is one that uh, certainly it, it shows uh, uh, victory, it shows acceptance, approval of God, and that uh, there's a day coming when uh, there will be a feast, and uh, he says, no man knoweth the stone, but he... But the man wasn't receiving. In other words, uh, 
You see, this secrecy and the mystery of religion in the background of this day uh, let them know that God has a mystery. That uh, his children, they have a name, they their own the name shows possession. And that's what, uh, and the Lord uh, certainly, as the scripture said, teaches, knoweth them that he is. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.